0: Yay! Yay! Happy, Happy anniversary!
1: anniversary!
2: Happy anniversary! Happy 30th anniversary Lighthouse. Yes. I am praying and hoping that God will continue to give us blessings so that we can be a blessing to so many others.
0: Yes, and I'm sure you are watching from... The different parts of the world wherever you find yourselves in whichever part of the world thank you for being part of this online service we have so much in store for you because today is our 30th anniversary as a church happy happy 30th anniversary lighthouse
1: how we wish we could be uh, able to celebrate with you physically but However, we hope that everyone's uh, healthy and okay and it has been a
3: privilege to be a part of this ever dynamic and growing community all through the years.
4: Amen. At first, we want to give a special mention also and uh, gusto po to batiin yung mga leaders natin, ang mga elders ang ating mga workers, ang ating mga ministry heads. Thank you for being with us for the last 30 years. Dahil po sa inyo, naging matagumpay ang ating gawain at patuloy po tayong lumalago sa biyaya ng Panginoon. We also want to greet yung iba't ibang generation natin, the widows, the family builders, the youth ablaze, the new gen, the yamo, the mowa, the ladies, ang dami. Wow. Maraming maraming salamat po dahil naging bahagi po kayo nito at patuloy na bahagi yeah. ng ating congregation.
1: Yeah. Yes. Ang tatlong taon ng ating pagdiriwang ay punong-puno po ng uh, church planting, ng outreach, ng paghayag ng salita ng Diyos. Kaya naman... Binabati natin ang mga pastor, ang mga lighthouse natin from Woo! the north to south. Oh, we welcome you mga kapatid and we thank you for being with us as we celebrate these 30 years. We also want to recognize our missionaries, Woo! mga kapatid, yung mga nasa labas ng bansa, nasa Amerika, nasa Thailand, you know who you are, nasa Japan, nasan mang dako ng mundo. We want to welcome you today and of course our CityGate family na narian lang at yes. laging nakatutok at kasama natin. Happy anniversary po! Yes, praise God, praise God, praise oh, God. Hallelujah. Po. Thank you Lord. Uh, it's all about God. It's his grace, it's his faithfulness, it's his work. We're privileged to be part of this, but the, the God God gets all the glory.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: And
1: also, my love, I yes? want to say something. Today oh. is December 6th. Oh. oh. <laughs>
3: Everybody is having his 50th birthday. Oh, sorry.
2: Happy it's
1: birthday you. <laughs> to you.
0: And kind of one
1: little face. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's sing.
0: Happy,
2: happy
1: birthday. Wow, thank you. <laughs> you. Happy birthday to you. Come on, light us. Join us. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday,
3: birthday to you! Yeah! You. Wow. You. Hey.
1: How young are you, Pastor Joe?
0: Analang, <laughs> <laughs> kaka forty, kaka fifty lang. Forty yeah. nine kahapon.
4: Uh, fifty na yon. Fifty years. <laughs> on behalf of the church. Uh, lighthouse Family, we want to greet you. Happy birthday! Happy birthday. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Marang, salamat for blessing us. At sa
1: kabuuan din, Pastor, yes. ng ating uh, mga network of churches, ng ating kapastorans sa buong That's Pilipinas, right. uh, kami po ay bumabati sa iyo ng isang mapagpalang karawan.
2: Yes, wow. and I ask uh, Pastor Leo and Pastor Tan to pray for you, malal. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank Let's you. go. Let's
1: pray for our senior pastor. Thank you. Uh, Mga kapatid na nasa inyong tahanan,
2: Pastor, Can you? Can
1: you uh, join us in blessing our senior pastor? Would you would you stand up with us please and extend your hands bilang tanda ng pagbibigay ng bas-bas natin sa ating minamahal na pastor. At uh, ang hindi ko po, ang hinihiling natin ay lakipan ninyo ng pananampalataya ang bibitawa nating mga pagpapala sa ating minamahal na senior pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the life of our dear Pastor Jojo. Yes, he is such a blessing to many. Yes, Lord. And so we thank Salamat you pagodom. for you have been a father to him. We thank you that you have provided for him all throughout the years. We thank you that you have surrounded him with his family that is so loving and so caring, yes. Panginoon. Salamat dahil sa lahat ng pagkakataon ay naririyan kayo upang hubugin siya, bas-basan siya, at pagpalain sa anumang balakin ng kanyang buhay. Yes, Lord. Panginoon, we declare in the name of Jesus that his household will continue to be blessed. Thank you. Lord, that yes, as Lord. he come into the city, goes out of it, Lord, mm-hmm. you will continue to be with him and protect him. We declare, Lord, Your peace that transcends all understanding. We declare Your provision in Christ Jesus' name. Lord, Lord, we declare wisdom that will be given unto Him, especially, Lord, in leading the church and His family. Panginoon, You give generously without finding fault. Lord, Lord, we declare in the name of Jesus Jesus. that Pastor Jojo is such a tree that is planted in streams of living water. His leaves will not wither. His fruits will grow in season. And whatever He does will prosper yes, because Lord. You are with Him. Yes, Lord. Salamat Lord for Sister Rose, Luke, Thank you, Rafa, Lord. and Caleb yes. Thank you, and the entire Baldo clan, Panginoon. Yes, dahil yes, sila ay tunay na pagpapala sa napakaraming tao. Lord you, bless him. Be with him. In the name of Jesus,
4: we pray. Wow. Amen. 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 Let's continue to pray for Pastor Joe. Father, we thank you for the Baldo family, Lord. Thank you for Pastor Joe. Today, we declare, Lord, your blessing upon their lives. You have said in your word, Lord, you will make them great. Lord, that you will be a blessing to the nations. And today, in the name of Jesus, that you will just unfold a new anointing upon his life, Lord, in his leadership, God. Wherever he goes, Lord, wherever he stands, it will be prosperous. It will be successful, Lord. For you are the one who would lead them, O God. So Lord, today, we bless his impact to the marketplace, Lord, to the churches, O God, to the nations, Panginoon, because we know you will be uh, unfolding a new season sa kanyang buhay, Panginoon. I pray, Lord God, that you would just... We grace him, Lord, with extraordinary wisdom and extraordinary courage so that he'll be able to fulfill what you have planted in his life and the purposes that you have for him and his family. So, Lord, today we declare blessing upon blessing amen. to our senior pastor, Pastor Jojo, in this new season in his life, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Wow, thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you, mga kapatid.
0: Sabi sabi sa summer, you are invited to eat my house. <laughs> Thank you, for stars.
1: God bless you, God bless you, sir. We'll
0: see you later for our communion. That is the gift of a community. That is the gift of a lighthouse. Amen. Wow, 30 years. 30 years of faith, family, and fruitfulness. Mga kasama sa lighthouse, mga kapatid sa lighthouse. nating dahilan and I'm sure God is already making you have some flashbacks on those glorious 30 years. Wherever you find in that spectrum of our timeline as a church, marami na po tayong pinagdaanan, marami na tayong napagtagumpayan. Salamat sa Dios that after three decades, we are still together, strong. Still declaring the majesty and the power of Jesus in our lives. And so today, we come to the preaching of the Word. If you have your Bibles, please open your Bibles now to the book of John, chapter 1. I will be reading from the English Standard Version. We'll start with the very first verse. Please rise. Kung kayo may bahay ngayon. Yes, dad and mom, ask your children to please rise out of reverence for God's Word. And let's read the Word of the Lord together, shall we? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Glorious of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. I have entitled our anniversary message, also as the kickoff of our December series of preachings, The Word Became Flesh. Let us pray. Lord, in all these years that You have kept us as a community, You have allowed us to feast Richly from the bounty of Your Word. Because You have spoken unto us, Lord. You have commanded us that we shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Father. And so today, Lord, as we have read Your Word, now, Holy Spirit, help us understand deeply the meaning of Your Word. How this applies to us. What are You trying to tell us, O Holy Spirit? Speak now in ways only you can. Our hearts are inclined toward yours. So come now, anoint this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. I've realized that for every narrative, for every story, it is important to always go back to the beginning. When you go back to the beginnings of life, of every narrative that comes unto us, we Appreciate more the heritage of the things that we have been through. Our hearts are moved to thank God more for the grace with which He has sustained us in all these years. Now we know that the Christian story, the Christian narrative is centered on Jesus Christ. But in today's reading, we are moved to realize that the story of Jesus does not just start when he was conceived in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It did not start when he was born in that lonely manger in Bethlehem. But the narrative that we heard today took us all the way to the very beginning of times. And that's why of the four Gospels that we ought to read and we should be reading every day, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I would say that my most favorite is John. Because his approach, his prose, is so much different from that of the synoptic Gospels, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John gives us a magnificent view of the personhood of Jesus Christ. For after all, John was the beloved disciple. He was John the Beloved as the Bible calls him. And therefore, his account of who Jesus is is intimate and very, very personal. He takes us not only to the works and the teachings of Jesus, which are the prime focus of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but his emphasis is on the character and the identity of Jesus. And every student of the Word of God that is worth his or her salt is moved to take a closer look at who Jesus is so in the beginning passage that we read in John chapter 1 it reminds us that God is so much interested in communicating with his people he's so intent and so intentional in his desire to make himself understood and understandable to the created beings who God understands to be finite and very limited in our capacity For comprehension and so in his desire to communicate unto us his nature his love and his grace he sent his son in human form the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and you know that this is a very costly costly mode of communication because god knew That his son, in the course of history, would be brutally murdered. The darling of heaven was never spared by his loving father. Jesus was given to humankind who did not deserve one iota of God's grace. But in the sovereignty of God. In the grace of God. In the depth and the profundity of God's love for his people. And because of God's faithfulness to His own narrative of redemption, which He set forth all the way back to the Garden of Eden in the fullness of time, the Word became flesh. And so, my friends, our reading today takes us all the way to the pre-existence of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God He was with God in the beginning. So as I said a while ago, Jesus' story did not start with His life, with His mother, nor with His disciples. He starts, my friend, the Gospel of John starts with a very pre-existence of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. He was already there in the beginning. And the Word was with God. He was already with the Lord, and He was God Himself. And all of a sudden, the Greek word is logos. The Word takes on a um, gender form, a masculine form. He, the Word became a He. He was with God in the beginning. And so my friends, the Gospel of John points unto us The identity and the nature of Jesus Christ establishes the divinity of Jesus Christ akin to how Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 starts. That Bible narrative that says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The gospel of John starts with saying, in the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And in the fullness of time, this Word became flesh and got revealed unto us. So Jesus' coming did not come to reveal God. He came as God revealed. And that's why He's called Emmanuel, God who is with us. So maybe the question for us today is, So why is it called the Word of God? How can we be sure, Pastor Jojo, that Jesus Christ and the term Word of God is one and the same? Let me take you to one passage in the book of Revelation. When the same disciple, the Apostle John, was being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this apocalyptic book. And when he saw the angel in his vision, it says that he fell at his feet to worship the angel. But the angel said to the Apostle John, Do not do it, for I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And then the Apostle John starts describing what he was seeing. Verse 11, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called faithful and true with justice he judges and makes war his eyes are like blazing fire on his head are many crowns he is a name written on him that no one knows but he himself he is dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of god so jesus is otherwise known as the Word of God. Jesus was with God in the beginning. Jesus was God, and He was with the very Creator from the very onset of time. And so, my friends, this very element of the Godhead, the Word of the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, through Him, everything in this world was created. And so, Many years later, when the Apostle Paul was the one being moved by the Holy Spirit to write about the supremacy of the Lord Jesus Christ, he extends this concept even further. Colossians chapter 1, Paul would say, For by Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Wow, look at that majesty, my friends. Jesus did not only speak everything into becoming, Jesus did not only wield everything into being, but Jesus is the sustainer of everything that he set forth into motion. Jesus is not a deist, meaning nung mundo, he already backed off and pretty much left us into our own. No. God is the one that sustains us. In Jesus, all things hold together. The gazillions of stars that are now in the heavenlies, Albert Einstein would say, the space that we behold right now is only a billionth of the theoretical space that God has created. But even in that iota of the revealed space, that the most powerful telescope that the US of A could ever use, already... Calculates about 10 octillion stars. that stand with 27 zeros. That's how vast the creation is. And all of these stars, the book of Psalms would say, have been named by God one by one. But from the macro level to the micro level of the human, the intricacies of the human bodies, the atoms, the nucleus, the, the electrons that make us live every beat of our heart, God... Holds us, and in Him alone, all things hold together. That is the power of the Word, that's the bigness of our God, and that's the God who became flesh for your sake and mine. And so, our narrative today would say that in Him, in Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Greek word for life is zoe. It's the kind of life that animates. It's a kind of life that activates our souls. Our depraved, sinful, filthy beings that were, being, that were consigned to an eternity of hell was visited by the Word of God, was given life, was given the zoe of God. And John, just as God spoke light into the darkness of the pre-creation earth, God spoke light to our darkened souls. And because of that, we were never the same again. But the irony of ironness is this. Even though He was light, even though He came to love on us, to sacrifice for us, the Word of God says the darkness did not recognize Him. The darkness did not yield unto Him. And that's why all of us, one author would say, all of us were dead on arrival upon our coming into this planet. DOA, mga kapatid. Ephesians chapter 2 would say that you were dead in your transgressions, in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom all who once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. That's all of us in our status of life before Jesus came into our being, before the light of the Lord was spoken into our spirits. But God, yes, being rich in mercy, Because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And by grace, we all have been saved. It is because the Word has become flesh and dwelt amongst us That now we can stand in confidence that we are the redeemed of the Lord. That God's sovereignty can never be thwarted by the darkest wiles of the enemy. By the darkest schemes of Satan. I was born into the traditional religion of this country. My parents raised me in a proper love-filled home. But truth be told, my life was empty because I did not have a living, pulsating relationship with the Lord. I got married. My erstwhile first wife, sister Bing, we we were gifted with our firstborn, Luke. But then as we beheld our firstborn, we couldn't help but look each other in the eye and we would ask each other, what kind of faith would we pass on to our son when we have nothing to give? Our Sundays then were marked by just sleeping in, or just by watching movies. No spiritual life, no religious life whatsoever. But then, in 1998, during that infamous floods of Pasig, we were literally flushed out of our home in Pasig, and in desperation, we looked for a place where we thought would never be flooded again, and so we went to Alabang. We had no friends in South Manila, no relatives. We didn't even know where the groceries were. Our first time to come to Alabang. And so, on our very first day, we walked into Makati Supermarket and there was a poster there. A poster that says, are you looking for God? And then it says, come, join us in worshiping the Lord. Lighthouse Christian Community Cinema 3, Alabang Town Center, 9 a.m. On my very first Sunday in Alabang, I walked in to my first Christian service. And I remember being seated about two seats away from Brother Thaven Panchacharam, who at the time was the one assigned to record the sermons of the pastors. And when they exhorted, I don't even remember, who that person was asked if there was a newcomer, I raised my hand and it was Brother Romy Rosakai who approached me and gave me the newcomer's gift. It was one of Pastor Chuck's sermon tapes. I vividly remember the title. There's a heaven, there's a hell, and there's a choice. Oh, how I devoured, how I listened to that again and again for the next coming days as I would commute to Ortigas and back to Alabang. And then the next Sunday, I brought... Sister being with me along with Luke and we never left Lighthouse since that time. That has been 21 years, my friends. The Word has become flesh to all of us. And I remember Daddy Q meeting us in the exit after the service and I didn't know him from Adam. I didn't even know that he was noticing me but he looked me in the eye and he said, Jojo, right? Little did I know that Daddy Q had this small notebook where he would write the names of the churchgoers. And he would say, I want you and your wife to come to my house this Sunday night. We'll have dinner. Just the four of us. And that started our life in community with Lighthouse. It was about two months after that I personally met Pastor Chuck, who at the time was having his furlough in the U.S. And on that faithful Sunday, Pastor Chuck preached his heart out from Romans chapter 12. And his words echoed the word of the Lord. And he says, Therefore, in view of God's mercies, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, for this is your spiritual act of worship. And when Pastor Chuck opened the altar, I was the very first person there. I knelt down. I just cried my heart out. And on that day, I knew God cleansed me from the filth of my former life. I was now a new creation in the Lord. No more condemnation to those who are in Jesus. Oh, my friends, thank God for the Word that has become flesh. Thank God for the power and the anointing of the Word of God whenever it is preached. Thank God that in Jesus, we have the opportunity to live life in eternity with Him forever and ever. So talking about Pastor Chuck. My spiritual father and the spiritual dads of many of us here in Lighthouse, please welcome our founding pastor straight from Atlanta, the U.S. of A, Pastor Chuck Quinley.
3: Hey there, this is Pastor Chuck, and I am delighted to join you for Lighthouse's 30th anniversary. Thank you so much to Pastor Jojo and Sister Rose for the invitation to take you back into the memories that I have and that Sister Sherry has uh, as we look back and as we act as witnesses for what we saw the Lord do in the earliest days of Lighthouse and to look back on the kind of church that we were birthed to be. We, you know, Our passage for... This celebration is John 1.14, "...and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us." Well, I like to look also at the two verses before that, and I want to just touch on that for a minute. Verses 12 and 13. "...but to as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but they were born of God. This verse says that no one who follows Jesus, no one who is his disciple, is in this world by accident. There's no accidental births. It's all supernatural births. You were born by God. And all the more, the birth of a church. Lighthouse had a supernatural birth. And the first of those is that I had determined, uh, Sherry and I founded the church, but we came to the Philippines from another church in Jamaica. And I had been a full-time seminary teacher and also a full-time pastor of a new young church. And I said, I will never do that again. It is way too much work. And so we came to the Philippines not to plan a church, but for me to become the next president of the Asian Seminary of Christian Ministries, because their president was an older man, Dr. Black, and he was to retire within a year. And so uh, they asked me if I would come and take that position. I said I would. And so uh, we moved to the Alabang area, just to make a long story short. And I had a two-hour commute one way, two more hours back, so that's 20 hours a week. Then I had a full-time job at the seminary day after day, uh, building graduate program and teaching so many courses I had never even taken in my life. I was overloaded, but it was an amazing time in the Philippines. To be there in the 1990s was to be in a great move of God. It was... uh, People were worried about it because it was breaking outside of the boundaries. These new born-again groups did not have buildings. They just rented anything. You you would hear them singing in a, in a downtown skyscraper. You'd be in an elevator. I remember riding in an elevator and I heard singing. It was worship. And then we went on up some more. I heard singing again. And someone in the elevator went, it's those born-agains. And I thought, wow, that's cool. These guys are having Bible studies after work before everybody goes home. But it was a dynamic movement. And we found out just why in our own neighborhood. Because as we began to make friends, we found the people so hungry. Hungry for the Word of God. Hungry to know God. It was just a stirring in the nation. And so we started being part of Bible studies And uh, also lots of uh, time eating food and hanging out with our unsaved neighbors and joining them in a volleyball game. And we just started seeing people come to Christ just through normal social interaction and then through that into a Bible study. And so Sherry and I both, we had a real excitement that so many people were coming to the Lord. But I knew I had a job. That I was supposed to do at the seminary. And it it wasn't gonna be I just didn't know what to do. But then there was a night in November, our very first year in the Philippines. I was in the shower and the Lord spoke to me so clearly. He said, Build my church and build it now. And I came out and got dressed and sat down with Sherry and I said, The Lord just spoke to me and He told me to plan a church and do it now. And she said, I'm I'm in. So we called uh, one of our best friends, Mansur and Liz Shayestapur, who lived in our neighborhood, and they were just uh, relentless sharers of the gospel. They loved to tell people about Jesus. And we told them what the Lord had told me, and they said, we're with you. And so within two weeks, we started on our very first church service, the first Sunday of December. And that has been our uh, anniversary day ever since then. And we had, you know, you need a vision for things that you're building. And that's why we have architects draw plans so you can see it. And we knew that our vision involved the concept of a lighthouse. Now, every lighthouse has two or three sections. And so our concept of a lighthouse had three main Uh, aspects to it. And all of them were going to be important. The first one was that big tower. That's the primary purpose of the lighthouse. It's outreach because there are sailors at sea. They are in danger of crashing against the rocks, but they don't know it because they can't see the rocks. And so the lighthouse is there to give warning, to try to engage those ships and try to engage and save lives of those who were on the ships we wanted to be an outreach as a church and we knew that there's a tendency for churches and this tendency grows the older the church is the worse it becomes and that is a tendency to avoid outreach in favor of doing things with other christians And so uh, older churches will spend 90% of their time and their money and their energy and their staff on coming up with events and activities that Christians enjoy doing. And the Christians will all hang out together and they'll enjoy each other, but no one's going to come to Christ because of that. They're already Christians and they're having a great time but we weren't going to let that be what we were. We were an evangelizing church. It was always going to be number one. It was going to make all of our decisions. Um, And we used this lighthouse, this outreach, we used it to make some hard decisions. One of my hardest decisions, but it was one of the best decisions, was something to do with the ladies' ministry. Because you know, the ladies' ministry can be such a powerful part of the church. So much of the ministry of any church is done by the ladies. And our church, wow, you had Sherry, you had Christine Kairouz, you had Carmeli Silva, you had Christine Lehman, you had so many. I mean, if I get going, just so many powerhouse women, like love God, love to reach their friends, will do anything. And have a huge gift of hospitality and so they were they were willing and so the ladies started having these uh, monthly big deal socials and like a hundred women would gather and they found a nice place and the meal was amazing and they would find somebody often someone a little bit famous to come in and speak and they would give their testimony and then they would call for people to come to Christ and then Uh, you know, that would lead to discipleship. And it was a beautiful system. And it went well for about a year. And after about a year, I remember walking, uh, we were doing planning. And I remember walking into a room and the ladies were just, they were stumped. They were going, ah, I don't know what else to do. And I said, what's the problem? And they said, well, uh, we're just always trying to come up with a better idea than last month. And I said, well, are the ladies inviting they're lost friends, and they said, well, that's the worst part. It has become just our church ladies. The room is packed, and they're enjoying themselves, and they, and there might be some visitors from other churches, but as far as really lost people who've not been in church, it's really dry now. That's not happening very much, and I said, you know what? Let's just stop, and they said, stop what? I said, stop everything that the ladies' ministry is doing, because it's now becoming church maintenance, and we're having to do things to keep church people engaged and happy. I said, let's just don't do it, and they said, really? We can just not do it? I said, you can drop all of it, because we're a lighthouse. We're going to be an an evangelizing church, and that means we got to cut off a lot of stuff, so we have enough energy to keep pushing it. You know, you got to prune that tree. And we didn't do anything. The ladies didn't do any more socials for one year. And man, after a year, the ladies were just like, we never do anything. And they said, well, I'll tell you why. Nobody invites their lost friends. We're only doing these things. We don't need another social. Uh, What we need is an opportunity to bring lost people together with people who know Jesus. And, uh, you know, organize a moment so they can feel what we all feel about the Lord. And so they got back on track. And that became a really important, you know, really important moment for us. Uh, We started a lot of outreaches. There were outreaches in homes, outreaches at Marulac and the Haven outreaches. And these became very important on high school campuses and uh, college campuses. And those were huge. And then world missions. And I was so proud of Lighthouse people because we were not just going uh, all over Asia looking for Filipinos living in those countries. That's what almost all the churches were doing was just go find Filipinos. We weren't doing that. We were reaching, Hint, you know, it's evangelism of unreached people. We're in the, you know, 90% of the unreached people in the world live in Asia in the 1040 window, and they will live their entire life and die without ever knowing even who Jesus was. They may never meet a Christian. We're in a very strategic part of the world, and our missionaries were going to Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists, and there were Ukrainians that were hearing the gospel for the very first time, and there were Chinese that were hearing the gospel, and there were Indians that were hearing the gospel for the very first time, and this was being done with lighthouse people as the missionaries, and it was lighthouse money that was funding, and it was lighthouse donors that were giving that money. This was Filipino missions, but it was world evangelism. I was so proud of our people, and I'm still proud of the impact that Lighthouse has had through World Mission. So that was the first thing. We are going to be an evangelizing group of people. Secondly, we are going to be a family. Uh, We're going to be a community because every Lighthouse, you've got that, you know, the Lighthouse Tower, but if you look beside it, there's always a house because traditionally Lighthouses were run by a family and they lived. It was their mission to run the lighthouse, but they were a family, and so we learned some things running a church that was primarily a community, that we were a community on a mission, and the first thing was the power of osmosis. We could get people that were, their life was so messed up, and we could bring them into the community, and without any big programs, and without any big study groups, they just became uh, their life got tangled up with people who knew the Lord and lived a balanced life, and that's all it took. And you saw change taking place in them, and I was astonished at the power of Christian fellowship to bring change into the life of other people. And we also prioritized cells over celebration. You know, the easiest kind of church in the world to run is a Sunday service church, You put all your energy on the Sunday service and you just push, push, push. You have this big two hours and then you all go home and nothing much happens for the next six days. That was too easy. We did not want to be that church. We put our energy into being a church during the week, a church that uh, did Bible studies in offices and school buildings, in families, homes a church that was active with cell groups. And honestly, if I had to close something down, I would have closed down the Sunday service in favor of the cell group network. We had at one time 80% of our entire church engaged in cell groups. And I found so much benefit out of this, so much growth in the people's lives uh, because the Sunday service, if you're not careful, can become a big show. And I, I went all over Manila, I saw churches of all kinds, and they were amazing on Sunday. But there wasn't necessarily the change of life that you would hope for in the lives of the people. And some of the internal stuff going on in the churches, it was horrible. And it was it was all from lack of discipleship. And discipleship is not just about book study. It's about community, living together as a people under God. So we prioritized the cell groups over the celebration of the big Sunday service and so we didn't bother to build anything for 10 years as a church we weren't trying to build we had a you know we were able to rent and then all of a sudden we weren't and nobody would rent to us and that's how we ended up with the building that we have now for the Alabong church but our Sunday service was not our primary focus it was the cell group network, and all the outreaches that took place during the week. It was beautiful because we understood that the biggest issue we were going to face was not church growth. It was church health. We were going to be dealing with how healthy are we as a people because we were in a rapid growth situation. A lot of people were coming to Christ across the nation, not just our church. Uh, and that was just really important for us. Healthy things grow, growing things change. Change brings pain, and churches quit growing, and people quit growing when they can't deal with the pain, but as long as you push through that, uh, that pain's going to bring you some gain, and you're going to keep on growing, so we just understood all that is about the cell group network and the family unit of our church, and that brings us to the third special thing about Lighthouse. And that is that in that family house, there is a storehouse because there may be people who are shipwrecked at sea and they will be shivering and have no clothes. and, And this is the house they'll be brought to. If there is any disasters in the area, they will take them to the Lighthouse. And that family is there to give ministry because they have a pantry of storehouse they have more than enough food they have extra blankets they have extra clothing they have hot water they have you know they've got tea they've got things to help people they have got medicine and they have an abundance and we wanted to be a storehouse we wanted to be a generous church and we wanted to have more than enough so we could share with those in crisis and those in poverty And with all the churches in South Manila. One of my favorite things to say on a Sunday morning was when I welcomed the visitor, I like to say, you know, we welcome you here today, but I want you to understand something. We're not the best church in South Manila. We're a good church, we're a healthy church, and we will do our very best to take good care of you, but we're not in competition with the other churches of South Manila. We love them all. They are excellent churches. And actually, we want to pray for them and for their church service right now. And we would pray for them. We'd pray that people would get saved everywhere. All the pastors would be anointed. We just wanted the water level of Alabang to raise because we knew if the water goes up, all the boats go up. And I got more comments from visitors about that practice in our service. They said, I've never heard anyone say that. I've heard so many say, you're in the best church, you know, come join us, come try us, not them. You know, all kinds of competitive, tribalistic things going on with churches. But they said, that got my attention. And we wanted it to because we really, you know, we wanted to be, we weren't in competition with them. We're in competition with the devil. We're in competition with hell. We're in competition with drugs and alcoholism and promiscuity. We're in competition with a lot of things, but it's not churches. And that was tested a few times because sometimes churches were in competition with us and we had to determine we're not going to do this to them. Uh, We're going to do our very best to not ever be that way with anybody's church. And this led to um, people trusting us. And we became, through Pastor Saniel and his reaching out to the South Manila pastors, uh, we became like the safe place for that group. And they knew we're not going to proselyte. We're not going to try to get your churches to become a lighthouse church. We're just going to love you. And bless you and you can use our big building and and that's how we became the John Maxwell Training Center for South Manila was we had that attitude and the pastors in our area trusted us and they saw us as a storehouse we didn't hold anything back if we discovered anything in ministry we shared it with them we wanted them to know everything that we had discovered Uh, I remember one day we had all the pastors in and we were having a foot washing service. We were ministering to them and we were washing their feet. And I was standing by a man I did not know who was a pastor. And he was watching a room full of, of men and women having their feet washed. And he was just marveling. He said, I've read this scripture all my life and I have never seen it practiced. And I said, oh, brother, come on in and let me wash your feet. And we loved ministering to the other churches in our area. It was our delight to give them things, and take care of them, and just strengthen them in any way that we could. You know, we want to be His hands extended, because the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we are that incarnation also as God uses our hands our lips our eyes our dinner table we become the extension of the Lord's own ministry and you know through the years we've been tested i made mistakes as a leader some of the calls weren't the best and other people we've had to deal with problems in leadership but we dealt with it and we've had to deal with setbacks and we had a big debt crisis for a few years and we lost 600 people in one year because we didn't have anywhere to meet and just so many things. We've been sued and had uh, persecution. Well, they didn't sue us, they sued one of our church members on our behalf. But we've been through things. We've been through fires. We've been through tests. But the vision always kept us on track. We're going to be an outreaching church that is primarily a community, a family. And we're going to be a storehouse, generous, lavishly giving to everybody who has need. We're going to have more than enough, and we're going to give it away with no strings attached. Those three things kept us on track year after year. And I present those to you again today as we look back at the history of Lighthouse and what kind of church it was founded to be, that it's founded upon those three principles. Stick to it, and it'll guide you well in the future. Look back, look up, look forward. Praise God. What
2: a wonderful theme for today's Lighthouse 30th year anniversary. Our founding pastor, Chuck Quinley, talked mostly about look back, of how the church began. Now I get a chance to share with you from God's Word about looking up. John chapter 1 verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginnings of Lighthouse, our founder, Pastor Chuck Winley, gave a philosophy of ministry. It provided in three short phrases what Lighthouse ministry was supposed to be all about. Biblical In teaching Christ centered in worship people oriented in ministry and when I examine the text that I just read a while ago from John chapter 1 verse 14 it reflects the truth of that verse in those three phrases biblical in teaching that's the word Christ centered in worship that is the word that became flesh and people oriented in ministry that is full of grace and truth. So I want to unpack those three phrases and give to you a deeper understanding of the foundations of Lighthouse and its ministry. Biblical in teaching, that is the word. From the outset, we in Lighthouse have sought to establish our lives and our ministry in the unchanging and life-changing word of God. Human opinions change. Institutions change. But God's word is both timeless, meaning it is for every season of life, and timely, meaning it is for your particular season right now. John chapter 8, verse 31 says, If you abide in my words, then you are truly my disciples. And from the onset, That's what we, the Lighthouse Pastors, have always sought to establish in the lives of every believer in Jesus Christ that has become a member of Lighthouse. That each one of us will abide in the words of Jesus Christ, so that we can truly be His disciples. Jesus also said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That is why we have always sought to ground every act, every decision, Every vision, every ministry of Lighthouse grounded in the unchanging and life-changing Word of God. Biblical in teaching. Next, Christ-centered in worship. That is, the Word became flesh. From the outset, we in Lighthouse have always sought to put Jesus Christ alone at the very center of our congregational and individual lives there is only one superstar in lighthouse and it is not your pastor it is Jesus Christ alone he alone is worthy of our absolute loyalty our utmost adoration and our unending devotion the Apostle Paul writes for what we proclaim is not ourselves but Jesus Christ as Lord with with ourselves as your servants for Jesus sake we have seen in, in many different areas, in many different churches, how dangerous it is when ministry is centered around a personality, when ministry is centered around even the pastor or the lead pastor. How dangerous that is because pride can easily creep in. It can easily lead people to honor and exalt a human leader, that is the pastor, over and above the divine human leader that is Jesus Christ. And here in Lighthouse, we would always say this over and over again, Isa lang ang superstar dito, si Jesus Christ. Amen. The psalmist writes, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name alone, be glory. God did not create humans to have the capacity to receive exaltation. Because the moment humans are exalted, that is the beginning their downfall biblical in teaching Christ-centered in worship people oriented in ministry that is full of grace and truth from the outset again we in Lighthouse have always sought to reach out to all kinds of people from every walk of life and every season of life we have always sought to be fruitful in our ministry how By being truthful in the way we speak, but always to speak the truth in love. And to let our conversations be full of grace, seasoned with salt. We don't always do that, by the way. We're still very human. And sometimes our words, our actions, our motives are not always led by the Spirit, but by the flesh. And when those times happen, immediately there is within the community the checks and balance so that none of us will keep going in the wrong path but instead out of love we pull each other in and we bring each other together under the grace of the holy spirit the apostle paul writes you yourselves are our letter our letter of recommendation written on our hearts to be known and read by all and you show That you are a letter from Christ. Delivered by us. Written not with ink. But with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone. But on tablets of human hearts. Again over the years. For 30 years now. And I trust. Many more years to come. Under the leadership of Pastor Jojo. And all of our other pastors. And it is this. That we always sought. To be biblical in teaching. That is the word. Christ centered in worship. The word became flesh. And people oriented in ministry. That is full of grace and truth. So many testimonies of changed lives, my friends. So many testimonies of wayward husbands who became faithful to their wives. So many testimonies of parents who lacked love and And appreciation for their children, transformed by the power of God to become uh, people who can empower their children to reach high and become champions for the Lord. Testimonies of rebellious children who had come back to the grace of their parents. Testimonies of businessmen who were not the most honest in their business dealings, transformed again by the Lord and His word. And what happens? They become the most honorable kind. business people god is still at work my friends 30 years of wonderful stories whenever the story of jesus christ intersects with every individual story there the gospel becomes alive again and i pray that for many more years to come all of us will continue to make our ministry this way Biblical in teaching, based not on human opinion, but on God's Holy Word. Christ-centered in worship, where there's no other superstar except Jesus alone. The Word became flesh, and people-oriented in ministry, full of grace, full of truth. And the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace, full of truth. The Lord has been gracious, my friends. Our family has been blessed to be part of the Lighthouse community. I was still single, a young single man, when I joined Pastor Chuck as his youth pastor. And then over the years, I would get married. Barbara became my wife, and then God blessed us with three children, Abby, Brian, benjamin and we raised our family here in this spiritual home remember many years ago we had that slogan lighthouse it's more than a church it's a family and many of you have raised families here children have become teenagers teenagers have become young adults young adults have become married the married young couples have been blessed by children Those children began to grow up. Meanwhile, the adults became seniors. (laughs) And the cycle goes on and on and on. For 30 years, we have planted churches, sent missionaries, raised up new pastors, raised up elders, staff, ministry leaders, volunteers, and every one of us a part of this wonderful family called Lighthouse Christian Community. But you know what? There are many more still outside, still waiting for an invitation to become part of a church that is biblical in teaching, Christ-centered in worship, people-oriented in ministry. Why don't you do your part, my friends, to make yourself an ambassador of Christ and bring new souls into the kingdom of God? So that the next 30 years will be even more glorious than the first 30 years. Because that is how God works. The glory of the new house will always be more glorious and greater than the glory of the former. And so, for Lighthouse family, again, happy anniversary. We honor Pastor Chuck and Sherry Quinley, our founding pastors. We honor Pastor Jojo and Sister Rose, our Senior pastors, now we honor every one of those who have worked diligently over all of these years. We love you and we praise God for each of you. Now go and share the love of Jesus wherever you are. Amen and amen.
0: Jesus is truly the lover of our souls, and Lord, we will never let you go because you never let go of us. Thank you, Pastor Chalk. Thank you, Pastor Albert, for sharing unto us the word of the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Chalk, for allowing us the gift of retrospect, of looking back. Three decades of faith, of family, and fruitfulness. How you reminded us that Lighthouse is a beacon so that people will not hit the rocks, and how Lighthouse is a family that is missional. And how Lighthouse is positioned by the Lord. To be a storehouse so that through the faithful people of the community, the world will truly be blessed. Pastor Chuck, Sister Sherry, from an ever-grateful community, thank you. Pastor Albert, Sister Barbara, thank you for sharing with us the gift of faith, of looking up. We will not be where we are if the Lord has not sustained us. But in your years of leadership, you have allowed us to look up. You have taught us how it is to look up unto you, the very source of our sustenance. And yes, by God's grace, we will always be biblical in our teachings. Jesus-centered in our worship and people-focused in everything that we do. And so, Lighthouse family, we now look forward. Our generation is such a unique generation because we have found ourselves to be the generation that has been hit by the only one and only first pandemic that has ever gripped the whole world. This pandemic has moved us into regions unknown to all of us. We have no precedence to this. We have no historical books to refer to. But the Lord has sustained us. That even though the cataclysms will come and the uncertainties abound, we can always look forward to yet even more glorious days ahead of us. Because the same God that sustained us in the yesteryears and the same God that implanted in us such a strong, such a strength of faith will be the same God that will sustain us. For the next coming decades of our lives. And so that's one truth that I'd just like to end this Sunday service with. Our God, who sustained us all these 30 years, will be the same God that will hold us through the coming years of our community life. We honor those who have passed on before us. Either we who passed on because they already reckoned with their mortality. Oh, how we miss them and how we treasure the legacies that they have left behind. I cannot name everyone, but I remember Brother Lino. I remember Attorney Ray Garcia. I remember all those that have served so well in the church. We even lost some people during these COVID times. That Doc Ronnie Mateo, one of our doctors here in Lighthouse, succumbed to covid few months back, and his family is still very much in the throes of grief. Let me promise you, my friends, that the same God that sustained our forefathers, the same God that strengthened us through the many ups and downs that we went through as a community, He will be the same Savior that will hold us in the palm of His hands, and we know that better days are yet ahead of us. But even those that already are outside of the country— or even those that already are pastoring their own churches, not necessarily Lighthouse, or even those friends who once served alongside us but are now serving in other churches. We affirm your calling in life. We bless you. We thank God that you have remained fruitful wherever you may have been planted by the Lord. We speak the blessings of the Lord that whatever seed that God has planted in your hearts all these 30 years, of walking with us in a lighthouse, that God will sustain you and mark and anoint all your steps with his favor and success. But another truth that I'd like us to hold on to is this: that yes, some have sown the seeds, some have watered it, but in the book of Corinthians, the, the apostle Paul would remind us that only God caused it to grow. And so we honor those laborers that may still be here in our community or maybe are no more. Thank you for the seeds that you have sown. I am a beneficiary of your love and your overflowing dedication. I have looked up to you as my spiritual giants. For reasons known to God and to you, you have now moved on in ministry with other churches. But thank you for watering the soils of our hearts. Your love has been a steady fertilizer has been a steady fan that would engulf us even greater in, in even greater flames. Thank you for what you have begun in us. But we acknowledge that God alone could have caused it to grow. And so I talk to you, my Lighthouse family, never tire in sowing seeds into the lives of other people. Never tire in speaking blessings into the lives of young people. One day, we will pass on the baton to them. And when that day comes and we we look back and we realize that God has caused Lighthouse to grow even more and to have greater impact on this side of eternity, then we know and we know. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to you alone. Be all glory and honor and praise. And lastly, my friends, may we be reminded that our role as a community is to be faithful to Jesus to remain in Him forever. He is the vine. We are the mere branches. If we remain in Him and He remains in us, we will be fruitful and that fruit will last forever. And so my friends, buoyed by God's faithfulness in all these years that we have walked with Him, encouraged by the never-ceasing, steadfast love of the Lord that is new every morning, Encouraged by the love of the community that surrounds us. Let us look forward to the days ahead of us. I thank you from the depths of my heart for being my friend. You rejoiced with me in my mountaintops. You grieved with me when the darkest days of my life came upon me and my children. And you rejoiced with me when the love of my life, my beloved Rose, was gifted to me by God. How you have received her. How you have welcomed her into your hearts. And today, my wife, Rose, and I, along with our children, we commit our lives to the Lord. Lighthouse is my first church. By God's grace, dito na rin po ako magre-retire kung man ako ay ng Panginoon. My wife and I have committed our marriage to the missions evangelism to discipleship there's no end to this and one day we will be more than happy to pass the baton to our future senior pastors to our future pastors that will take this church to the next level of leadership because we know he who began a good work in us he will be faithful to complete what he has begun in all of us so hold on there lighthouse family By God's grace, come January of 2021, we will be able to see each other face to face. We are now planning about our transition to bringing all the faithful believers to our building so that as a community and as a family, we will be able to rejoice in the presence of each one and in the presence of the Lord. But meanwhile, that we are still consigned to this online service I am praying and I am trusting that you're always blessed, that you're always faithful, that you feel the love of the community and the love of the Lord encompassing you in everything that you do in all the seasons of your life. I know you're right now with your loved ones. Join hands with them, shall you? Let us pray. Father, we thank you that because you have given everything unto us, we have every reason to believe that the days ahead we will never be orphaned we will never be left alone we will never be left our own wits trying to figure things out you are our strength you are our covering you are our shield forever shall you be magnified and lifted high O lord for you are such a gracious loving Father to all of us. And so Lord, as we have partaken of these elements as a community, we ask in the name of Jesus, seal once again, O Lord, the covenant that you've spoken to your people. Remind us, O Lord, how faithful you are, that even in times when we are faithless, you always are faithful for you can never be untrue to yourself. Lord, in this love we sow, In this majesty, we just bow down to you in worship. For you have been so good to light us, Lord, for 30 years. You have written the history of this church, a church you have authored for yourself. Thank you, Father. We give you honor and glory for who you are, Holy Spirit. Forever and ever, you shall reign.
4: Father, we receive, Lord, the overflow from you as we celebrate these 30 years, Lord God. You've been faithful to us and we know you'll be faithful until the end. So, Lord, today we declare blessings to the leaders who are serving in your church. Hallelujah! Lord, to our elders, oh God, who labored so much, Lord, so that they'll be able to support their pastors. Would you bless them? Would you bless every ministry head, Lord, as they show their service unto you and to the people, Father? Would you just usher a new anointing to them, to the workers, to the leaders, O oh God, in every family in the name of Christ, O oh Lord? That you will just overflow your love, your peace, your shalom to every family represented in Lighthouse, O oh God. So, Lord, today we thank you. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the laughter. Thank you for the resilience that you have uh, given to us and you have helped us to develop. So that until now, we're standing strong by the grace of God. Father, thank you. We give back all the praise to you. Amen.
1: Today, Lord, on the 30th year of Lighthouse, we remember our brothers and sisters in the field. Yes, Lord. Thank you for sustaining them, Lord all throughout the years. Thank you that despite the many cataclysmic events, the pandemic that is in our midst today, truth be told, Lord, that you have sustained them. You have carried them, Lord, to pursue greater ministries, and you have provided for them. And so we mention them in our prayers, Lord. Our churches in the regions, our pastors and elders and leaders, our missionaries outside of our country. You know them by name, Panginoon. Our church in CityGate, Lord, we thank you for allowing us, Lord, to receive your protection, your blessings, your presence that we always have whenever we do ministry. Salamat, Panginoon, for allowing us to work in your vineyard for you have opened doors of opportunities in evangelism and discipleship despite of the many challenges that we face. And so, Lord, yes, we declare your spirit of resilience to be upon them, Lord. Especially in these times of uh, trials, sa pagpasok ng 2021, Panginoon. Patuli daming dalangin ang iyong kalakasan, Salamat. ang iyong pagsama, ang iyong presensya na patuli na manahan sa aming mga kamanggagawa. Thank you. Sa inyo po ang papuri. Pasasalamat at pagsamba sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: All of you in your homes, lift up your hands for the benediction. And may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and may the Lord be gracious unto you. Oh, may the Lord lift up his countenance towards all of you and may the Lord grant you his peace. As you enjoy the presence of the Lord, the word has become flesh, dwelt amongst us. His name is Jesus, and in his name we celebrate 30 years of faith, family, and fruitfulness. Everyone will say, "Amen, Amen, Amen, Amen. Woo! Enjoy your Sunday!
2: Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary!